You guys, we're back. Another episode of Camp Time is Real Time in the books, about to be listened to. You're going to love it. This one is with John Sag, the current music counselor. He was a camper uh, back around the time that I was a, a camper. So we had some fun talking about uh, back in the day. And uh, I had some fun learning about what's happening nowadays uh, in music. Um, he also gave us our first ever live musical performance on the podcast. So I think you're really going to like that. And uh, yeah, Ty and I kind of asked him about his uh, his process, his lesson planning for music, which was exciting to hear. And we just kind of got into everything. So you're, uh, you're really going to like this one. A uh, couple other things, just housekeeping. Um, hey, send me an email. Uh, people are starting to email me. It's amazing. Camptimefcdc at gmail.com. Um, I would love to talk to you. And believe me, if you think there's even a small chance that someone wants to hear your camp story, you're right. Even if you don't think anyone wants to hear it, I bet they do. Um, that's what we do here. We talk about camp. Um, also, give us a follow at camptime uh, underscore realtime over on Instagram. Uh, you're all on the journey with me as I learn how to use the various features on Instagram because I'm a cool, hip, hip millennial. Um, yeah, that's it for this one. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time. You know about the green hats, Sarah? Do you know what they are? So I have one. You do? But, oh. Yeah, Perfect. but I think I got it before it was like, uh, like Thanks. there were like years attached to them, kind of. Is yeah. that when do you tell me how you get the, the green hat? Actually, I think you have to be a counselor for five years. Okay. There's uh, multiple paths. There's multiple paths. Okay. So John, it sounds like you're the better, the better. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was counting on the days of the calendar till I got my, uh, so the <laughs> traditional path is from camper through CIT to assistant to head. They get their green cap after two years of being ahead. Oh. If they go through the CIT. Okay. And outside higher. Three, three years three okay as a as a head okay there was one year i think it was john's second year that he was waiting to get he was like hoping that maybe they would bend a rule for him I remember there was, well because i was a camper he thought maybe just maybe but you got it on the third one well, that that's what i was gonna ask because you weren't just a camper you were like a like known camper, I would say. And that's gonna that's gonna count for something. Um yeah, I basically started in 85 as an Algonquin. Mm. Okay. Um did two <laughs> sessions my Algonquin year, FCDC 13. And then I was a three-session camper for the rest all the way through Explorer. So who were who were some of the um who would we know like as like campers or counselor okay i was in yeah. the same class as uh craig warby oh okay yeah jonathan jonathan crudale i remember you were like a a camper that that i knew of which i feel like was rare like the campers outside of your tribe it was just like yeah you, like you don't really exist unless they're like six weekers or like are up at sing or something like that well that was me on both that was me on both yeah and then Six you are always up at sing. <laughs> well, 
there's a lot there's a lot of uh, contributing factors but I, I look back on it and I'm not sure 13 year old me was was ready fast forward all those years later and then my kid starts going the retribution <laughs> and uh and I'm a school teacher so I have the summers off perfect and uh you know just started shooting the breeze with Tom when I was picking my kid up uh and then started uh I made a couple visits to sing. I used to uh, sing a Weird Al song yeah. back in the 80s. Yeah, lasagna. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. We know. <laughs> okay. So I did that. I did that with uh, my son, who's now 16 and an assistant there also. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when he was, uh, oh, like a, a Navajo or a Cherokee or something. And um, I did that for a few summers. And then there was an opening. And uh, Tom gave me the call. That's awesome. And, uh, I did one summer at the pool and then uh, landed at music and I've been there ever since. Nice. So were you, um, when your did your uh, kids start going early, like, te- like tender feet? Uh, no, no. Uh, my son went, uh, he started as a Shawnee. And my daughter started as a tenderfoot. So were you, when you, that first year that you brought your kids there, like what stood out to you when you pulled up that first time? Picking them up was amazing. As I was driving in, I see Sam Cowell walk into his car. Now, I hadn't seen Sam Cowell since 92. Right. When when uh you know or he was like 14 right right but i instantly recognized him and he instantly recognized me and uh you know we had a an awesome exchange and then i pulled up and and i went up and i i saw john Pansiaco, and uh i walked up to him and it was surreal because, you know, he was a big part of my childhood and I hadn't seen him in like 26 years or something at the time. So it was, it was really, it was really awesome seeing John Pansiaka, seeing Sam, I was in my car, so I didn't really talk to Sam much. Like I'm, I'm, you know, driving or whatever. But once I got out, uh, I saw John Pansiaka instantly. And that was uh, really, really cool for me. And when, when I, was working i was very very fortunate to get to work with him for a few years um he was a big part of my childhood uh at fcdc he was there as a counselor he was the archery counselor for most of my childhood yeah was it um uh, so i'm finding in doing this that even though i'm uh, an adult now in age anyway um I still have the same, like the counselors who were my counselors growing up. I, I still, they like hold them out to be like on a pedestal. Tell me about it. When I, uh, when I went to uh, Sam's, uh, the cookout, the first year that I was working there, Tom took me into his house and toured through his house. And I'm <laughs> like, it was one of those times where I was happy to say, you know, sometimes uh, you hear that phrase, don't meet your heroes or whatever, but... <laughs> Not with Tom Cowell, like he, it was, it, it's, it's pretty awesome because it was, it was a huge, huge part of my childhood and, and it shaped the adult that I turned out to be in a lot of ways and to get to experience it now 
as an adult, a full-blown adult. My kids are there. And my daughter, she's at her oldest age of a camper this year, and she started as a tenderfoot. So her whole childhood is is infused with FCDC as well. Were you surprised at all at um, the number of people that you um, recognized that first year that you dropped your kids off? Like Uh, more surprised when people I recognize kids are there. Sure. That that was that there was actually more of that than actual people I remember. Mm -hmm. So I remember. you know, John Pansiaco and Sam, mm-hmm. but that's kind of it. Like okay. everybody else that was there, uh, Kelly Giddings was there like my last year as a camper. Okay. And I always just associated Kim with the pool. I don't yep. know if you remember Kim, the life longtime lifeguard before Yeah, uh, Kelly. So Kim was always the lifeguard in my mind. Uh, but I, I kind of remember Kelly. I definitely remember Eric. But Eric's not even like working there, but I would see him, you know, because he would come by and everything. So I remember that. So there's a lot of people. Sue, I know Sue, Gail, Tom, Sam, and John Pansiaco from my childhood. Yeah. But I would see then parents. Craig Warby came as a parent. Heather from uh, Ceramics. Yeah. Yeah. Her kids will, will work there. She would come as a parent. John Svecki, I think his last name is. He was the music counselor when I was a camper. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Bill mentioned him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came came to camp. His niece was a camper there. And, uh, oh, man, he really inspired me. I'm the music counselor Mm -hmm. now, and he, like, the way that he did it is so much better than the way I pull it off. But he, (laughs) he used to, like, just pull all us campers aside and with an acoustic guitar and play like Beatles songs for like half an hour. And that was like, that was it. And it, that was like, all I did. So yeah. I thought that, I thought that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. And I like know all these Beatles songs now and I'm not like horrible, but like the, the kids just are like, they're good for like three minutes of that. Right. Yeah. One song. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, uh, I kind of run music now, kind of like a little bit like a teacher. Like I have a few different, like first I have the opener where I'll literally just try and shoot the breeze with the kids for like five minutes, ask them what was their favorite product to sing yesterday or earlier that day or whatever. Then I'll try to actually like, okay, let's engage with an actual camp song. Here are the words, here are the hand motions. Do you want to do this on sing later this week? You know, stuff like that. Then we go to the the games portion of the activity where I try to have a few ready to go, a few quiet, soft ones, and a few running around and get the energy one out. And then, like, usually I try to make it go like we're having really an awesome time, and then the bell rings, and it's like, ah, well, we'll have to pick this up next time. (laughs) But it doesn't always work out like that. It's a good schedule that way. I think you like that. (laughs) That's that's more of a plan than I ever had at, at, at any activity than I ran. So congratulations. Oh, <laughs> I get I get I get um, I, I'm not going to say horrible anxiety, but I, I can only take so much of pure chaos. Oh, you shouldn't I, run this podcast then. <laughs> I, I, well, I like I like controlled chaos. Sure. Much better than pure chaos. Sure. <laughs> can I ask? Um, for music, 
Is it, um, is it still just the younger half of camp has it or does everyone have music? Sam stepped it up. Sam changed it. I used to have, the first year I did music, I had all these preps, like, like free, like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, how'd I get like five free? It was great. I would go to adventure. I'd go to boating. Like, yeah, I was so jealous of that schedule. <laughs> but the schedule exists no longer. It yep. is now, uh, the free periods are, are much more equitably spread now. And, sure. <laughs> uh, and I do take the older tribes now. I will say, I definitely make a much stronger connection with the junior campers and the, the youngest two tribes in music. Mm-hmm. And um, the the awesome moments with the older kids are a little bit fewer than the junior camper kids. Right. But I still have the moments, and especially depending on the tribe. Like sometimes right. you just have, have like an awesome older group of kids that like will be like like chill to be silly. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you can break those down, <laughs> break those kids down until they're awesome. they're ready to be silly again. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, we we sort of like uh, Sam introduced the idea of 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 rap battle, which mm. I would then try to do with the older kids because we have the bows and the microphone and whatever mm. we get. You you are a little bit flirting with danger sometimes with that, yes. giving the kids the microphone and their sure. explicit purpose is to wreck the other person. If, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh goes against fcdc values but in a good way <laughs> but well see it's it's a fine yeah it's, it's a tough one um I, I but with the the junior campers oh my goodness i i love i love the junior campers because they're like i can make like teaching like the green grass some of them start trailing off a little in the end, you know, once we get down to the, the egg or whatever, but, uh, you know, they're so into it. it. It sounds like you're definitely teaching camp classics. Are you bringing new stuff that's, that are camp songs or are like just songs that the kids should know or what, like, what are you, what are you bringing? So what I bring, uh, as you may remember, I uh, did lasagna back then, that Weird Al song. Of course. So of course. I kind of have the role of the song parody guy a yeah. little bit. I don't write enough of them to really hold <laughs> that title great, but That's I try hard. to write one. I try to write one or two each each summer. And my first summer, I wrote. Oh, my first summer as the music guy. I don't know if I did one when I was at school. Yeah. I did my my first summer back. I was. Uh, but my first summer as the music counselor, I took um, Black Hole Sun and wrote big toe thumb which turned into this whole thing it was even actually the best skit that i've ever done uh it was like three it was three like iterations of the skit until it got better and better and better until it was finally at like the greatest i think you can retire it now because it's (laughs) you really actually i was thinking about like every show it's big toe thumb again (laughs) yes So, so what is it? What is the skit? And oh my goodness! So the song is about uh, my friend. Well, it's it's a it's a made up story, sort of. It's a sort of story that I kind of ganked from a friend. Okay. He lost a thumb and got a toe <laughs> surgically. Oh. But the song, you know, I want to write like campy lyrics. So, uh, had a friend lost his thumb, 
and oh my God, my campus, she was amazing. She had this little, um, and it's almost like we ganked it right out of the, uh, the Zootopia movie, but she had this little red streamer in her pocket. And I said, I had this friend who lost her thumb and she like throws it out of her pocket. She's like, yeah, my thumb. <laughs> and then the doctor had a plan. They attach a toe to his hand. I almost want to get my guitar right now, but um, I, think you, I think you should. In the town where I'm from, I had a friend who lost her thumb, but her doctor had a plan. They attached a toe to her hand. Down the street, there was a gang. <laughs> Having thumb wars was a thing. They bullied us without yield. Till one day, my friend was healed. Big toe thumb, you're number one. You win every thumb war. Big toe thumb. You're number one, number one. Big thumb, big thumb. And that's pretty much the song. <laughs> so the premise goes: friend loses his thumb. There's this gang of bullies, and their means of extortion is thumb wars. Sure, sure, yeah. So classic. Then our friend comes back from the hospital, and. Uh, you know, she just dominates in thumb war, saves the day. And at the end, all of the bullies realize that the power of friendship is more important than bullying. And everyone becomes friends at the end. It was like, That's it. <laughs> it was like the, it was the greatest skit that I'd ever really done. And then, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's um, amazing. And then the next summer, instead of uh, back on the chain gang, Ty was a part of this, but only in choreography and yes. well actually he he led the uh crowd too and he was like the uh hype guy sure um <laughs> instead of uh back on the chain gang kids with the same name and it was all about how the cits that have the same name as somebody else get like a two or a three <laughs> right uh and then we had this the whole thing uh song and dance and then last year I did, uh, you know, the song Good by Better Than Ezra? Of course. I, love I wrote a song about waffles. <laughs> instead, the waffles line was instead of like uh, that, uh -oh, it was like, yeah. oh, waffles, they are good with dried zucchini waffles. <laughs> but this one, this one was actually the best I'd ever done because <laughs> I solicited lyrics from the campers. Ooh. And that was like a music activity for a, a whole session at oh, least once. So smart. And and uh, but I I gave it structure. Remember how I said like I like the ordered chaos mm -hmm. to make it work that everyone could sing. I challenged them. It's got to be four syllables. Ooh. And that kind of gave it that gave it what I needed, so the kids weren't being like so ridiculous. Yep. And it got to the point where they were like, "That's five syllables." Like. Oh, well, you got, yeah, you got me. That's right. And like, 
Wow. But it worked out. It worked out really great. And then I called a bunch of kids from a bunch of different tribes to, to call out their crazy waffle topping. And then we ran through it. Oh, my God. Do you have a, a scoop on, on any songs brewing in your head right now? or No, I'm actually completely dropped the ball because uh, last year, Waffles was already almost, the, the concept was well underway by March. <laughs> and uh, You've got like, some time, John. It's okay. It's only, it's only March right now. But I think you're doing the important work out there by bringing in the, the 90s alt scene to the camp audience. I don't think they would ever know a better than Ezra or Chris Cornell before you. They still, for all those kids, no, dude, I wrote that song. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then the counselors sort of like uh, some of the older ones get the tune. Not or even the counselors like, at this point. I know. <laughs> yeah. They did a really fun, the really fun competition where it was named that tune but you picked all the songs for, for the Gen Z audience. <laughs> it was maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen because none of them seemed to understand Nirvana or, or like the Counting Crows or anything. It was ridiculous, but I thought it was, it was important that they learn and boy, were they red in the face about it. <laughs> it, it was, I think the moment was because I had actually tried to, I, I, I blame my, I flat out cheated. I tried to throw one to my team and I played, so I played some obscure 90s songs, like songs that anyone who was from the 90s would know, but these kids, right? like it must've been love by like the Roxette or whatever. Um, so I thought, okay, still gotta be in the same wheelhouse genre, but let me throw a meatball to my team. <laughs> Smells like teen spirit. Now, <laughs> even, even though, even though my team didn't get it, half the camp did get it. Like the crowd, the crowd was up in arms. They knew that I was throw, throwing it for my team. But then all the people that no, were I don't think my team, not a single one knew the song. <laughs> no, I think it was just like the fun, the smartest choice of, of Sam. Like let John pick the music. They'll And then I'm going to pick these Gen Z kids and they'll never, it will never connect. What are, um, what's it like having... What was the transition for Mason to go into CIT hood and above and all of a sudden he's your co-worker? What was that? What was that well, feeling? I, I partition. I, I asked Sam, give me Mason. Yeah. And, by the way, my favorite assistant ever. And it's it's one totally biased, but two, Ty mentioned it. The kid's a musical genius. Yeah. Like he, he's, and he's so he's so creative, too. I'm like, Mason, uh, I don't know. And he's so great with these little kids. He'll go over to the piano and start being like weird and goofy. And then the kids are just like drawn to him in a way that my, my other assistants are uh, nothing against any of my other assistants. Of course, they're, they're so many great kids, but they're listening right now. Careful, John. They're Mason, not. they're not <laughs> Mason. He was my favorite assistant ever because he thinks so out of the box and he's so musical and, uh, I just love his little personality anyways. And I know I'm wicked biased, but. Um, Hold on. Are we still doing Butterfingers or is that done? No. Sam, new, Sam new changed genre, it up. New, new years. <laughs> Sam, hey. Sam made it his own and okay. changed the payday candy bar. And uh, I got to say, at first I was like, man, I love Butterfingers. What the heck? But then when I got a payday and I ate it. <laughs> it works. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I love, and I butterfingers are still delicious and still campy, but like pinkies also taste just as sweet. And now we have payday fingers, of course, because if you drop it, it was really awesome because it was it was still a camp thing that carried over. But I love how Sam made it his own, and he's he's done that in a few places yeah. that I've seen. That I'm just like amazed by what he does every summer. What are um, that? That's very interesting to me. What are some of the things? And maybe Ty, you can jump in with with them too. That the tweaks that he's made, um, like the way we do the shows. Sometimes he like we did one year where we got to do two tr- two troops together um, every other week, which was kind of like a really cool way of just doing a little bit of a difference and a little bit of a change. When Sam was starting it, when when Sam was a counselor, he had a tribe cheer turns into troop cheer and then when he kind of took the role over uh he wanted the some of the troops or tribes at the time the older kids to come up with their little cheer okay and um i really i feel like i really embraced that i i i was kind of like a follower a little bit in the in the tribe cheer for a year or two but I found my own with the Chippewa cheer yeah, give it and, a, give and really owned it. Came out of the gun swinging with the Sparrow cheer this year. Yeah. I mean, every, almost everybody's cheer was almost everybody's cheer was like kind of ripping mine off, which yeah. I loved. Uh, the trendsetter. <laughs> He's wow. a trendsetter. What, do, do the Chippewa one for us. It was like, oh man, what did I say? Like, <laughs> and then they, oh, all the kids would go, Chippewas. It was sort of like this guitar, like wow, chicka wow, chicka wow, chippewa type of. Ooh. And I was like, bow, 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 and it got short, and but it was just like this loud thing that I did, like a guitar thing, and then the kids would yell chippewa. And what's the sparrow one? In the sky, and they yell sparrows. <laughs> one of my favorite things is last year he had a running bit where he would apologize to people and like make it so like it's not it's okay to have to, to apologize sometimes and he has the most like genuine like apology face whenever he does it like, i am so sorry like and he's just like you hear it and you're like of course and you, everyone melts from it it's i learned that one of the main reasons i want to play guitar too john Stecky had a, a big influence to me those Beatles songs that he used to play at fcdc mm-hmm. like that was that i didn't ever learned how to play guitar at the time as a camper, but it definitely influenced me. Shortly after when I was in high school, I started playing um, and uh, haven't stopped. Do you you know um, when I was in fifth grade, it was the first year we could like pick an instrument to play. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to play the trumpet because I want to learn how to play Reveille and tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did it work out? Uh, no, <laughs> didn't, didn't stick. <laughs> but but I was like, oh, I know what instrument I need. I need the trumpet, a hundred percent. I love I love it when Mary plays the trumpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Good good musicians playing. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, John. Did you do um, overnight? Were you a camper for overnight? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. In fact, I think my last summer as a camper was the last overnight summer. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Because yep. I was talking, I was, I remember when I came back being surprised that overnight had gone away. Overnights were 
the best. The best. The best. Yep. The the. <laughs> the uh, I mean, from start to finish, like after all the kids left, like I don't even remember all the things they did. There was so many. There were these big camp-wide manhunt games. There was this awesome show the counselors put on down at the theater. There was the bonfire. There was the free swim breakfast where there was just like all these boxes of cereal and the bonfire was still going. And then kids were in the pool and we all had our tents to do and the fire would go all night long and we didn't get any sleep. And oh man, yeah, the overnights were like, like camp is amazing. The overnights were my lasting memory of my absolute <laughs> favorite part of camp. My absolute favorite part of camp were the overnights. They were, they were, yeah. they were amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ty, what happens they were awesome. on overnights in that, in that first hour that the younger kids leave and then like you're, you're there. Like what, what's that first hour of an overnight? Like, so I think it was more free swim. Okay, cool. Because, and then we went out to the campsites and had dinner. Like we, we ate uh, a campfire meal, yep. uh, like cookout again. And then we would go, I, I don't know the order of things. I might be mixing it up. Like the game may have happened before we eat, but we ate no. when it was still light out. Yeah. We were down at the theater at dusk. By the time the show was over, it was nighttime. Then yep. we go up the hill to the bonfire. Yep. After the bonfire, the torches <laughs> back to the sites in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had a torch and you could Bring see it if you were one of the that wood that wood area. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so when you're the older camper, you stay up at the fire till the end and you see, you can see the line of them going uh, into the forest. Okay. It was really cool. I've been the music counselor for like 4 years in a row, which yeah. is almost like half the total amount of time that a kid could even be a camper. Like right. I think about time in adult terms, but like yeah. when you're that old, like this is your whole friggin' life so far. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, you know, so I'm I'm already like for some kids, like the only music counselor they've ever known, which is really weird too, because I I think there's a lot of really much more talented than me music counselors before me that uh-huh. uh I had big shoes to fill and uh but you know what uh Freddie mentioned this how he his one of his goals was to be known as the pioneering counselor so okay. he's like you know growing up like John was adventure that and and he's like I yeah. want the kids to to know me as as um as adventure and you're right four years like that's that's basically a whole camp lifetime or and like, so I think you you've got that and, and this is interesting, too, because I talked to Tom about Jerry, the, the video guy from when I was a kid. And evidently, like, he only worked there for like five years, mm. which as an adult, as an adult or, or something, I, I may have right. the exact details yeah. wrong or whatever. As an adult, I'm like, oh, that's nothing. But that that like he was the only guy my whole childhood, it feels like. I think especially for the music counselor too, because you have the best seat in the house during sing. You get to be up on the tabletop the whole for every single I, sing. I love it once in a while when I get to be in the crowd. Yeah, like the yeah. when we did counselor switch day, and I was like out there with the tribe, and I what a, what a change. True, and I'm like raising my hand and everything. Oh, it's yeah. kind of cool. What a change. 
Do you have yeah. a tribe as the music counselor? Oh, yeah. I okay. The Sparrows. I had the Chippewas and now I have the Sparrows. Okay, cool. We same same age, like nine. Yeah, yeah. nine. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, Dead Ants. What is your go-to like riff or do you switch it up? Yeah. Switch it up? Uh, I, you know, it'd be easier if I had a go-to riff because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, oh, what do I play this time? Uh, I, I don't know. Here we go. And sometimes I don't even know. And I'll just like, my hands will just hit random chords. And then I'll try to remember those same four chords and do it, it again. It like, um, yeah, I, I wish I had a standby for dead ants. I, I've tried to learn a few standbys. I tried to learn, uh, you know, the say it's your birthday. I learned that little riff on guitar, the, the FCDC kid tune. My first summer, I, mm-hmm. I was d- digging through the memory banks. We didn't mm-hmm. even have the tent. We sat out on the blacktop for sing. Oh, bacon in the sun. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember the tent with the green and white stripes on it. No, that tent? came my second year. That came my, that that was not there my Algonquin year. That was there my that was there for FCDC fourteen, which was eighty six. Wow, that's hot. That's a good move on Gail's part. Let's get them a tent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. I'll say, John, as a uh, as a parent with a kid there, it's um, and Bill and I talked about this, too. When when I was a counselor, um, it definitely felt like um, the camp was (laughs) when we were counselors, we felt like the camp was for us. And if the kids had a good time, then also good for them. But it wasn't our priority. But um, talking to to you and, and Ty and so many people who are there now, it's like it's very clear that um, the counselors have assumed what their role actually is. Oh, and yeah. uh, it just like hearing that you hearing even just your like music lesson plan, however, like, you know, like we'll play it by ear. Maybe yeah. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Plan. Yeah. But like, again, so that should give you an idea of how much I was planning. <laughs> Where I'm like, wow, look at this beacon of uh, organization. It just, um, it just like the, the camp is in such good hands and like that is very cool from obviously from a parent perspective but like from everyone who's there it's like you you guys get to go there 30 days a year and you're putting together this like amazing thing that everyone is benefiting from I dare say more than when I was there (laughs) so so that's good so it it just it makes me very happy so I'm, I'm just, yeah. and it all really funnels curious. down from the top. Like, t- like Sam makes it really fun for the counselors and the counselors make it really yes. fun for the kids and the kids make it really fun for, for everyone. And it's symbiotic. Yeah. Because there's still a level of it's fun for the counselors for yeah, us. It's just fun for there's us. Definitely a level of that. Right. That, <laughs> but it's still fun for the campus too, because we make it fun for them. So like, you know, maybe a couple of us do something the night before and we have some fun with it and then we kind of bring it as a joke for us but then before we know it like it can still be a fun thing for the kids too i don't want to get it too much into details but we've had a few moments where for maybe we'll play like duck duck goose at at (laughs) at flag the next morning just because yep we Maybe. we really shouldn't, and that kind of makes it fun, and the kids get a, a kick out of it for a minute. Well, yeah, there's nothing better when the kids think they're in on the inside joke that the counselors yes. have. <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah, 
I know why you have to do head, shoulders, knees, and toes at seven or nine a.m. Yeah. yeah, I know what happened. Shoulders, knees and toes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about your uh, swim swim time? Being in the being part of the pool. That was that was uh, awesome, but tough for me. Uh, <laughs> so I pretty much would like just let Rachel handle the lesson part, and then I would kind of assist. It's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just sort of assist this. 17 20 year old yeah <laughs> who knows, clearly knows what she's doing so we'll just let her take care of it uh the pool the pool was the pool was nice because i didn't have to plan anything yeah like i was just kind of like you just tell me whatever you want me to do you just tell me hmm. and i'll just do it and right. it was it was kind of nice on that level uh, like i certainly didn't have a super in terms of the pool crew i had the least responsibility of a of a actual counselor rachel knew what she i worked with rachel the whole summer she knew what exactly what she was doing and i would just sort of like follow her lead and i could show the kids the strokes and i had no problem getting in the water uh so that was a really fun summer i had older campers that summer too oh, that's uh, the choctaws ah great, great you did huh. that's great no, I, I think of you as like a, a younger camper counselor Oh, I love I love the age I'm at now for being a music counselor. But but that's one of the cool things about camp is that you can, as like a professional adult, go to camp and be on the same playing field as as someone who's yeah your coworker who's it right like, right 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 high school and it's it's not like a power or anything. It's like oh we're all like we're all the same. <laughs> right. But yeah, I love it. I mean, I'll ask the 13 year old CIT, hey, do you have any uh good ideas for a, a game that we can do incorporating music and whatever. And I've gotten a lot of good suggestions from CITs in the past, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I see oh a lot God, of them. CITs, we're we're going to have CITs in our activity this year. I hope. Right. I know we need them. <laughs> we did not have activity CITs last year. It was a little bit of a struggle. There was, there, there was such a small, group of CITs last year. It was only yeah. one age group of CITs and they yep. they were pretty much used in the junior camp and then to walk the kids around and bare minimum. Oh. Like yeah. skeleton crew CITs for sure. Hey, that that was that was my class. We had we had six. Like back in the day it was a much much smaller and it would be it would be junior camp and then just Algonquin's Comanches and that's it. Yeah. And uh and that was you know, it. for me, it's not that I, I needed the CIT. I mean, it's always nice to have a CIT, but um, it, I, I just didn't get to know the CITs as well that, that mm -hmm. year because of that. Because, you know, I would get to really get to know one when they would be part of my troop. Right. Mm. I didn't even have one just to sit, eat lunch with last so year. So is there going to be like a pile up this year for CITs? It's, it's a really like tough year to get in. It's going to be a selective year. <laughs> um, anything else we want to get um, on the record? Jeez, I don't know. Uh, I was there for Shaolin. Were you there for Shaolin? Yes, I was there for Shaolin. <laughs> and I always bring it up. I'm like, did you know we did Shaolin? And Judy drove me and my brother that whole summer, too. Come on! We started, yeah, we got to know her really well. You Judy? Wait, yeah, did she, in, in, did uh, she drive Camaro. a Camaro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny that you remember the car of the counselor that oh, was. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we came back one year and they're like, surprise, new activity. It's martial arts. <laughs> and that yep. was it. And then one, the year later, 
one summer, one and done. Gone. Oh, Ty, this is this is this is just a little side thing because you know it took me a minute, but only a minute. Like I really embraced Sparrows as the troop name, like real quick, and, and I loved Chippewas. So, but right after right after uh, camp, in my third session, kids like it got a little emotional there at the end. The day after camp, this little flock of sparrows came to my house and they were like picking at their grubs and stuff or whatever. Uh, but I, I don't know. I felt like I had this little moment, this little flock of sparrows came to say hi. It was like, it was literally like the day after camp. 